Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We'll keep going with your phone calls, but there's some interesting new audio we just got. Emmanuel Acho, FS1, listen to what he says about Shanahan and Wilkes. Kyle Shanahan got me heated. Come here, fam. Shanahan, you wasted a season. You hired a defensive coordinator in Steve Wilkes who you never believed in in the first place. Go back to the Minnesota Vikings game in the middle of the season, early in the season. Steve Wilkes runs an all-out blitz. Shanahan, he berates him at the end of the game in the post-game press conference. But in 2017, when Wilkes was a coordinator for the Carolina Panthers, a defensive coordinator, and they had a top-flight defense, he blitzed 47% of the time. So blitzing is what Steve Wilkes does. If you didn't want Wilkes to blitz, why'd you hire him? Then Super Bowl, biggest stage, everybody watching in the biggest moment. You call a timeout to question Steve Wilkes. You never believed in the dude in the first place. Now you're going to fire him. Now your Niners defensive players are going on their fourth defensive coordinator in five seasons. Salah, D'Amico, Wilkes, question mark. Shanahan, you got to know what you're doing before you do it. You can't just be hiring dudes all willy-nilly when you got all pros all over the defense. You're wasting their careers. Hire somebody that you believe in and go get the job done. I totally agree. Yeah, love the passion. I totally agree. I totally, totally agree. It's why I, I, and I will probably, unfortunately, right, like Kyle Shanahan and the Niners will now run for the hills. Um, My job in this industry, your job, Dibs, is we have to be here every day. So I don't get to go to a lot of press conferences with Kyle Shanahan, but my God, I would love to ask, why did you hire him in the first place? Why? Why would you go outside the scheme to bring someone in and admit right up front, yeah, we're this is going to be hard here. We're going to have to like chase around and do this on the fly. It's like it's like you chose the path of more resistance purposefully. You knew it. You knew from the beginning. You sat there at a fork in the road because D'Amico Ryans was hired away. You looked at the fork. One of them had clear, smooth sailing, and the other one was under construction. And you went, yeah, let's go that way. I'm not bothered by orange signs. Why? I don't know who the clear, smooth sailing hire would have been. And I think that's... Somebody on the tree. Their hat. There's going to be so many people. Yeah, I, we can go back and look. Uh, Brandon Staley was not available. Not available. He was still coaching the Chargers in his last days. And I don't know who else out there he felt like would have been a good candidate. I'll see if I can go back and find who else they, they interviewed and who else but, the but, candidates were. But there's got to be so many people on the, you know, if you want to call it this, the Vic Fangio tree. How many? Like he's been coaching forever. There's got to be so many people underneath it. And good God, who doesn't want the 49er DC position? Two in a row have gotten head coaching jobs. That is a super sought after position. Yeah, absolutely. Could have had anybody. You would figure. Interesting what Acho says about the blitz percentage in 2017. If the Panthers blitzed 47 percent of the time this year, the Niners were. Third to last, I think, in blitz percentage. At uh, yeah, blitz percentage, they were at eighteen uh, percent. Third to last. Mm-hmm. So you take a guy who likes to blitz almost half the time, and you bring him here, and basically your system here is we're rushing four. We're going to go wide nine. We're going to rush with four, 
and we're going to use the four up front to stop the run and use our incredibly fast and good linebackers to clean up the mess and have our secondary rally up with hard-hitting safeties. That's how we're going to do it here. We're going to play a little soft in coverage, and we're going to not blitz very often. And so Wilkes comes in, and he's blitz-happy, and you want him to adjust and adapt to that system? Seems like a bad fit. Yeah. And easier to say now than you know back when they hired him. Although... Not impossible to say then, and the question was asked then, and it was answered then, and I don't know that the answer today makes any more sense than it did then. Yeah, we're hiring Steve Wilkes because he's a great coach. He's been around forever. We think he can fit into this system. All right, but why? If you're going to sign up for a challenge, it has to be because there's an overwhelming positive somewhere else, and I'm failing to see what that was. That's all. Yeah. And I would, That's all. I would bet it's experience and leadership, yeah. and probably his ability to make the secondary better. But but isn't that an interesting thing you just said? Like, okay, if you hired him for his leadership, leadership. I understand leadership. That's practice. That's the whole week. That's the whole picture. But I'm going to hire someone for their leadership, and they're going to be in the booth. If I want someone for their leadership, they're going to be next to my guys talking to them on the side, right? Which they eventually they got there, but week ten, I don't know the whole thing. To me, that's it's totally head scratcher. Um, Philip in Oakland, hey Philip, what's up? Hey, hey guys, hey, thanks for taking my call. Hey, hey man. you know, so you know, my point of my my point of view is he hired the right guy. Okay, they needed more blitzing. They hired the right guy, and um, I really feel like. Uh, I mean, let, let's look at it. They got the Super Bowl. They won the Super Bowl. I mean, if they would have hit the extra point, the game would have been won in regulation with that defensive coordinator. Not necessarily, uh, but I hear you. Not yeah. necessarily. Well, okay, so what, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you kick, was, you kick the extra they, point. The extra point. Right, but you can't just make it like the, the Chiefs would not have made the same decisions if they were down four as opposed to where they were, they were down three. That's what I'm saying. Okay. 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 True. Okay. Granted. But I mean, my my point is that he hired the guy. He obviously felt like blitzing or some aspect of what Steve Wolf's going to bring was going to help the organization, and it did. They got to the Super Bowl, right? (laughs) And except they didn't do. They would have. They could have won in in regulation. They could have. Right. I'm with you on that front, Philip. It's not the team was not a disaster this year. However, your premise is sort of saying, you brought him in to blitz, and it worked. Well, but no, but they didn't. They didn't blitz. That's what Dibs just detailed. They brought in a blitzer and didn't blitz. They went down to 18% of the time with someone who's used to doing it half the time. So, like, you get what I'm saying, Philip? I'm going to stand by my point, which is, no, they didn't hire the right guy. It It didn't conceptually make sense from the beginning. Well... So okay, so then the argument okay, then you could say they didn't hire the right they hired the right guy, but he didn't execute in a way that was consistent with the way he had in the past. Yeah, I, I yeah, and you, I don't think that they. Yeah, thanks, thank Philip. you for the call. I don't know if they wanted him to execute his game plan because it's not what they do here. They play their base with the four down and the wide nine, and they don't like to blitz because you feel like you don't need to blitz and. Honestly, if you look at their pressure rate and their sack numbers and their interception totals, they all were comparable from last year to this year. The red zone defense got better. Mm -hmm. The problem that became a real issue was the run defense. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and break down every run and tell you that I know all the scheme, but from a Defense standpoint against the run, that's where they had the biggest issue in the second half of the year. Nick looked bothered the whole year. And if you want to put that on him, you can put it on him, but he's their best player. So look at the way we all watch Warrior basketball. Nobody's doing anything that's not okay with Steph. They're not making trades that's not okay with Steph. But we're out here giving Nick Bosa the biggest contract in the history of defense and putting him in a system with a defensive coordinator that doesn't highlight him. Doesn't put him in the best position to win, which is what Kyle Shanahan literally and Steve Kerr just said to us yesterday is the heart of coaching. 
putting your best players in their best position to win. Steve Wilkes does not put Nick Bosa and that defensive line, Javon Hargrave, Eric Armstead, in their best position to win. They underachieved this year. So if 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 your premise for saying they hired the right guy is, well, because they made the Super Bowl, I'd argue it a different way. This may sound silly, but they made the Super Bowl in spite of this move. Their defense should have been better. I don't care how good it was. It should have been better. Yeah. And I think they were so much better than the rest of the NFC that they found a way to get into the Super Bowl despite playing like crap for two weeks. And watching teams put the fear of God in them before they somehow rescued a win in games where teams didn't even belong on the field with them. Well, Detroit belonged on the field with them. I don't and think they did. Detroit had a very good offense. Not if their defense played up to snuff. If their their defense in the beginning of that game, especially, it was galling. It was yeah, like the worst half of the year. It was Gibbs. It was Montgomery. It was Reynolds on a on a reverse where you had five guys with a chance to make the tackle and you didn't, and it was seven nothing before you even had a chance to to crack open the Daisy Dips. That thing got <laughs> that thing escalated quickly, as the old expression goes. Yep. I'm looking at an article from <laughs> I had to get one in. I'm looking at an article from last year uh, from uh, Niners Wire about God. from Kyle Matson, friend of the program. Hi, Kyle. Six options to replace D'Amico Ryan's and. One of them, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes, all right. Uh, Vic Fangio, but he runs a 3-4, so I think that that was a big reason why they didn't yes. even consider it's him. because they, they didn't want to go to that. Uh, Chris Harris, who ended up uh, getting another job. Ijiro Evero, who got the D.C. job in Carolina. Another young guy. Chris Kacarek, which would have been an elevation sensation. Corey Undlin. These are guys who have never been defensive coordinators, so I think that... Kyle Shanahan looked at the candidates and thought, I want a guy with experience. I have an experienced team, Super Bowl ready. I don't want to roll the dice with a guy who's never done this before. I get it, but that's what they had just done and struck Twice. gold with D'Amico yeah. Ryans and, and, yes, Sala, yeah. and Robert Sala. So I'm sorry, man. If I'm if I'm looking at this objectively, yeah. Kyle went the wrong way. But these are, this is my hypothetical look okay. at what what Kyle Shanahan may have been thinking, I don't know, and you don't know, and maybe we will never know. And perhaps with this new hire, because now it's going to be, what, a fourth straight year or fourth coordinator in five years, actually, because I think D'Amico is there for a couple, you're going to need a new coordinator. And so does he try to bring in another experienced guy, or do you elevate somebody from your staff, or like you're saying, find somebody from the tree? Yeah, just do, do somebody who does what you do. Yeah. That's it, man. It's to me it's easy who you hire. Oh, really? Oh yeah. Who? Bring him in. Who? I'm going to show you for the YouTube audience. <laughs> what am I wearing, Mark? Yeah, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, what am I wearing, Willard? Stupid. What am I wearing, Willard? Wearing a hoodie. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm bringing him in. Mark. Can you imagine? Mark. Bringing the hoodie. <laughs> well, can, and he has press avail, so uh, yeah. you know Kyle can um and stuff. And then, you know, Bill, uh, how do you think your run defense uh, looked this past week? Well, I, I know, man. Yeah, well, we're on to Cincinnati. Yeah, I think we're going to be on to Cincinnati. I'm just bring a him in now. So bring him in. I don't have to do this anymore. Yes, he does. I mean, I'm I'm built for this once <laughs> once a week. <laughs> yes, YouTube audience. I just look, thank you, listen, D. Lou, on the I YouTube. Have to say I'm sort of built for this. I'm, I'm wearing a hoodie. I am bring prepared. in the hoodie. I am prepared. It's hot. Take yeah, take the hoodie off. Thank you. I am prepared to take what I eat for breakfast every day and slap it on my face. I'm going to eat it. Thank you. No, he's not going to eat it. It's the thing. I'm going to wear it. <laughs> I am prepared to end up with egg all over my face. What will I offer here? Will you literally put egg on your face? Because that's what the people want. Okay. You yes. won't. Wait. Yes. <laughs> I will you do. Won't. I will do. I, love I will do an entire show with egg on my face, literally. If the 49ers hire Bill Belichick to be the defensive coordinator, mark it. Okay, Grandy, that tape. And mark can, it with a C. You can make it whatever kind of egg you want. Scrambled. Oh yeah. Over easy. I'm a poach that thing. I mean. Hard. What would be it? the worst? Just a raw. Over egg. Easy and plop it straight on his head. Okay. 
right, do I like it. it. Granny, the yolk just run down off just show. Dude, raw, Granny's waiting. Raw, yeah, raw, stinky. Raw's the answer. Yeah, hey. uncooked. Okay, fine. Done. I like it. I will do four hours with egg on your face, with runny yolk all over my cheek. If the 49ers hire Bill Belichick to be the defensive coordinator, okay, I okay. love this. This is great. Mark the tape. It's a bad fit. There's no way in hell he would do it. There's no way in hell Kyle would want it. There's no way in hell you want that kind of presence in the room as a coordinator. It makes zero sense. Therefore, it'll probably be announced at like 4 o'clock tomorrow. Makes perfect sense. He's in need of a job. I was in need of a coordinator. Why would you think that he wants to be a coordinator? Maybe he wants to come and do get back to his roots and coach up defense. It's what he does. His defense this year was very good. What would make you think that he wants to do that? What would make you think that he doesn't? Because it's like... So he's not getting a head coaching job. Right not this year. Okay, so what's he going to do? He's not going to go into the broadcast take, booth. Take a gap year. You what, what? What does he need to eat or something? He wants to be a part of do, do, the when fabric. You, when you look at Bill, are you like, boy, there's a guy who doesn't know how to like you know sit down and take a breath? No, he looks like he never stands up. Bill's going to go sit on a couch. No, no chance. He's a grinder, and a grinder grinds. And he's in his 70s. He wants to come. I hypothetically, you come here. You take Kyle under your wing, and you, you show Kyle how to close. <laughs> Kyle, this is uh, Bill. I'm, oh, um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you how to close. And uh, I love it. Yeah. Thank you, coach and stuff. Uh, you know, I'm happy to have a mentor like you, and um, uh, I'm really fortunate and stuff to have you here. It's going to be 72 in two months. Can you imagine the um and stuff against the monotone? Oh, my God. No. I would actually force the 49ers to all get liquored up before every press conference. You're not allowed to talk to the press until you've had three drinks, at least. At least. Especially you, Bill. I think Bill, if Bill wants a job this year, and I don't know, you don't know, nobody knows if he actually wants to work. Ah, that would surprise me. Come here for a year. Oh, coordinate. Coordinate. You know what that would be. It'd be a coordination sensation. Cha-ching! Cha-ching! Totally. <laughs> I don't know. Egg on your face. Let's I've... do it. Yeah. Thank yeah, you, Tim. What about Tim. what What's about the pride Lucas? of what about the pride of Redwood, who is does not have a job? Thank you, Divs. The gum Pete Carroll. No. Also, no. I'm not, I'm also in my seventies. No. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? Listen to yourselves. Who on earth is like a Super Bowl winning head coach and gets into their seventies and they're like, you know what? We're doing it. Let's be an assistant. If they hire These people, Pete Carroll, have had total control of organizations for decades. If they hire Pete Carroll yeah, to be the defensive coordinator, I will do the whole four-hour show with gum in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Granty, that's too easy. <laughs> gum in my beard. Yeah. There yeah. you go. All right. In your, in your ears. I will smear Both gum all them. over my beard. Yeah. I'll do four hours with gum on my face I if they know. hire. They're, they're, they're more likely to hire Marshawn like Lynch that, to be the uh, defensive coordinator next year. Pete Carroll. Stop it. Speaking of former players, I did see someone throw <laughs> out on Twitter. Richard Sherman? Well, I mean. <laughs> he can talk the talk. Yeah, he can talk. Can he coach? No. I mean, five minutes ago, you guys were like, well, he really wanted someone with experience. Now he's going to go get a podcaster? Like, what? what, (laughs) Acho. That does not, yeah, (laughs) there you go. Co-DCs, Acho and Sherm. I don't know, man. Like, is that even what Sherm wants to do? Is he qualified? No. That's a leap. I'd argue. It's a leap. Yeah. Jeff and Marin. Hi, Jeff. What are you doing? Hey, guys. What's up? Thanks for taking the call. So I've got a couple thoughts. First of all, I agree with Shanahan's a very good coach. There's no real questioning that. However, that doesn't mean he's not subject to some criticism. I agree with the previous call on you guys. Steve Wilkes is trying to pound a square peg into a round hole. Also, you know, there was a series in the third quarter, as I recall, where we just stopped them and we go into a spread formation. Nobody in the backfield. Everybody knows it's going to be a pass. We get stuck. Second down, same thing. You know, you got CMC, and you're not trying to run the ball in that situation. So that that's one comment. The other thing is this: you know, we we always talk about complementary football, right? Well, there's complementary defense. We we draft defensive linemen up to kazoo 
when was the last time we spent a first-round draft pick on a real star cornerback? I, I don't remember. And contrast that with Bill Walsh. In the, the season that we went to the Super Bowl, right, he drafted Ronnie Lott, he drafted Eric Wright, he drafted Carlton Williamson, and he picked up Dwight Hicks off the street, right? All four of those guys went on to become Pro Bowl players, and Ronnie, of course, a Hall of Famer. So I think we need to, to sit there and start spending the capital there. The other thing I think we need to do in terms of the draft is, when was the last time we spent a first-round draft pick on an offensive tackle? It's been a while, and I think we need to start building up that line a little bit. Well, well, McGlinchey is the answer. Yeah, McGlinchey. And Jeff, yeah. thanks. thanks I, I don't Jeff. disagree with that on the offensive line part. The DB part It's also not a terrible idea. However, again... Um, this is why I don't understand the Steve Wilkes hire in the first place, which is that Kyle Shanahan has a very clear, and most coaches do, a very clear philosophy. The philosophy of this group, and it is aided by John Lynch, no doubt about it, the philosophy of this group is to build their defense from the front to the back. They value the defensive line and getting max pressure on situations, and that helps the DBs rather than the other way around. And I would argue in today's football that that is the right thing to do. You bring up what Bill Walsh did, and while there's nothing ever that's been better in the history of anything in sports through the eyes of me, you're talking about drafting for what was a completely different game. That was a completely different game that Bill Walsh was drafting for. So you're not going to see that nearly as much anymore. We've reached a time in the NFL with different rules and different type athletes at the quarterback position that if what you're asking for your defense to do is just cover guys, cover for five seconds while we're trying to get there, you can't. You can't. Tyreek Hill is literally a cheetah. And you have quarterbacks who are running around like gazelles. Right. Like you just, you can't. You've got to go get that quarterback and contain him and ask your DBs, cover for three seconds if you can. Right. But it's just, a di- it's a different game. And so I'm not saying I'm against using an early pick on a DB at all. Well, you haven't had a lot of early but, picks. Yeah, but I also don't look at the current DBs and think they're awful. They're not like Ward, Lenore. Gibson, yeah. these people had good years. And they used their first pick last year on Jair Brown. It was a third-round pick, but yeah. that was their top selection. You had Daryl Luter you drafted last year. Uh, the history of their drafting, you're right, Mark, in terms of how they do it. 2017, defensive end and a linebacker in the first round. Then McGlinchey. The next year they took Nick Bosa, number two. The next year, Javon Kinlaw. Brandon Ayuk was also a first-rounder. The next year, they took Trey Lance. Yep. And as a result, you didn't have a first-rounder in the subsequent years. And the problem with uh, with that approach is this year you're drafting 31, which is not good for the draft, but that means you had a good year when you're picking 31st. Correct. So it's going to be hard to find the, the Hall of Fame left tackle or even the lockdown corner. You're better off looking deeper in the draft at a find like Jair Brown in the third round is a good pick. Well, and I, I mean, you, you can got find, Hufanga in the fifth. Yeah, you can find offensive linemen in the second, third, and fourth round, no doubt. Like those are valuable picks, and the Niners have a bunch of them. Got a lot of picks, so uh, there's no doubt they're going to address offensive line draft and and beyond, uh, for that matter. Ryan in San Jose is next up. Hi, Ryan. What you doing? Just hanging out. Um, yeah, I was listening in on your guys' conversation and, and talking about Bill Belichick is definitely definitely what I would love to see. I mean, I'd love to see the egg in the face. Mm. <laughs> um, I think that would be uh, would be an amazing move, probably the craziest move in, in coaching history that I can think of at least but, recently. But is that just um, like but, a soap I opera mean, thing, Ryan? Is that like a soap opera thing, or like you got like some X's and O's deals as far as why you want that? <laughs> Well, I mean, if you think about it, we, there's just—I don't see anybody else, at least currently, that that there is available that is like, wow, we should go out and get that guy. Besides Bill Belichick. Yeah, I just um, don't know if you need I a wow. At, you don't need a wow. Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryan's were not wows, and they were great. You know. Yeah, I hear you there, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this last year with Steve Wilkes was was up and down besides the Super Bowl. I honestly think he played well in the Super Bowl up until that overtime drive. That was probably one of the best games that he's coached, in my opinion. We held Patrick Mahomes to 
absolutely nothing up until it got to the end of fourth quarter in overtime. So, I mean, I think a wow factor would be great to see because right now it's Kyle Shanahan as the offense coordinator. And in this last Super Bowl game, he was low-key, um, at least through that last couple last couple plays, kind of a defensive coordinator making the decision to change the play. So, I don't know. I'd like to see something big. Yeah, Ryan, thanks. I, I, I get it. Um, I, my priority for this is completely different. I don't need wow factor. I don't need name value. I don't need any of that. I, I, I want something that, and someone that fits. That, 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 that's, that's it. You know, yeah, Steve Wilkes had a, if you want to call it a good Super Bowl, like a good plan. And, uh, and he lost Dre Greenlaw and others toward the end. All of those things to be acknowledged. This is not a blame Steve Wilkes for the Super Bowl situation. No, no, no. I don't think at all. But to, I, I think it's a fit thing. Yeah, like to, find, before, to yeah. find evidence of a, of a fit problem is not hard. It's not hard. And uh, the Niners' uh, defense had a nice night most of the time in the Super Bowl, but we are two and a half weeks removed from what was no nothing short of embarrassing. Embarrassing. For a half, yeah. In the first half against the Lions. And I look at that game, and I mentioned it in my rare halftime IG video, they were not aggressive. They were playing too far off the line of scrimmage. They were soft in the run game. And that, to me, was a scheme thing. And I don't know how they came to the adjustment at halftime, but they started playing aggressively. They cheated up to the line of scrimmage to stop the run. They got Detroit to abandon the run, which, thank God, they did because there was no answer for Gibbs or Montgomery in that game. You know, there's one other thing. We'll keep going with the calls. There's one other thing we haven't heard yet, and we haven't played for you yet. And Kyle Shanahan, I think this is sort of interesting. He was asked if Steve Wilkes' lack of energy on the sideline had anything to do with uh, moving on. That has nothing to do with my decision. Watch Sala now. He's not that energetic. That's, um, now that energetic on the sidelines has absolutely nothing to do with coaching. No, I disagree with one thing. Watch Sala on the sideline. He's not that energetic. <laughs> yeah, He's yeah, less yeah. energetic than he was as a DC. Well, you got, you got more stuff going on. Yeah. You got more things going on to deal with. And it's um, hard to be energetic when your team is losing. That guy's also done like 80 yard sprints to catch up with a ref or chest bump a, a, a player at least a few times this year. That guy's a nut job. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah, it's easier to be energetic when your team is doing well. It's harder to be energetic when you're out there watching Zach Wilson right. play and score like one touchdown a week. Right, and you're down seven to three early in the fourth quarter, and you're thinking, <laughs> "My God, where's Brett? I mean, where's Aaron? Get him oh. back here. Get him out here on one leg. He'll do better." Um, let's see, Brandon in Oakland. Hi, Brandon. What are you doing? Hey, uh, shopping for some pasta to make some chicken Alfredo tonight. Happy Valentine's Day, Brian, uh, Brandon. Thanks. Same to you guys. I also just wanted to uh, do a quick uh, station check. Uh, is it Warriors Wednesday today? Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, okay. I thought it was Winers Wednesday. I, I uh, you know, I really wanted to hear about the team oh! on a game, five-game win streak, <laughs> the, uh, the, the superstar development of um, ex- Kuminga. Excuse uh, me, Brandon. You know, the, Warriors, the Warriors getting healthy again. Uh, excuse me, Brandon. Uh, to, to whom would you be referring? Oh, uh, I mean, morning through right now, hosts, uh, fans, anyone that's called in. All right, uh, Brandon, this is for you. Don't stop listening, Brandon. This is for you. I hate when guys don't play, especially star players. We've lost so many games the last couple of years when star players have sat out. There's just kind of a natural letdown. And then you always end up getting guys who are coming off the bench who can't wait to be out there uh, playing and they bring their best effort. And so I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that Kawhi is okay long term and, and I'm hoping that we can bring our best stuff tomorrow despite his absence. No Kawhi tonight. No Bones Highland tonight. Warriors Wednesday, 95-7 the game. I think that uh, Kawhi Leonard would be a good defensive coordinator for the Niners, Mark. Hmm. Cross-pollinating the topics there. How about Klay Thompson? Yeah. Young, used to play great defense. Energetic. Right, but willing to take a smaller role. Unlike Bill Belichick. Uh, We'll see about that. Mike Vrabel, another name that's been thrown out as possible... Defensive coordinator, but you don't. Nope. Yeah, you want 
somebody who won't challenge Kyle. If Kyle's off, no, that's not what Kyle's I said. Strugg- that's not what I said. Kyle's struggling. You don't want There's a no real. Thing. You don't want an alpha in there. Like you don't think Steve Wilkes challenged Kyle Shanahan. There was no job security with Steve Wilkes there. There's no, they're not going to be. No so one's comes. Kyle's going to have to look over his play sheet. Oh, sure. He'll feel sure. the heat. Could you imagine the Bill Belichick being the head coach of the 49ers? Pass. Pass. Okay? 72 years old. <laughs> He's like, chasing down God. the record. Come on. Get out of here. You think, you think Kyle Shanahan sounds arrogant? Y'all want Bill Belichick to come to town? Stop it. Um, Ronnie and Tracy, I actually think wants to piggyback what you just said. Hey, Ronnie, what's up? Yeah, well, you kind of took it out of my mouth there. Uh, Braves was my suggestion for it. But um, another question I have, are you are you too opposed to having, you know, the Super Bowl win like the Rams had a couple of years ago, you know, just going all in and getting over the hump and then, you know, taking a couple of years to rebuild again. Well, your I, Ronnie, I guess I'd, I'd ask you, like, what what does that look like? Like, what did the 49ers not do this year to make it all about this year? I mean, from McCaffrey, McCaffrey yeah. to Chase Young to, like, every trade deadline, they've done everything that they could do. I think the 49ers, one of the beauties of their front office in recent years is that they've navigated both how to sustain but totally go all in every year. So I think they kind of are already doing that, Ronnie. Yeah, I would agree. It seemed like they strengthened, you know, what their their strengths are on defense. Or you gave front seven. I feel like they could have went and got Jalen Johnson from Chicago to help the secondary. I know they played well, but just for future, I, I think he would have been a big home run hit for them. I don't disagree with that at all. I don't know how available he was. That was going to be very expensive, and he ended up not moving. Right? Right. Yeah, he ended up not moving. Like, that's a young player that would have been, that's like a multi-draft pick type of an acquisition. So um, the 49ers weren't going to do that. You don't, like, at the trade deadline, you, you're only going to give up big draft capital if it's someone that you're planning on keeping. Like a Montez Sweat. The Niners are not going to go get someone and then sign him to a big contract. Or like a Christian McCaffrey yeah, when you exactly. gave up a second, third, fourth, and a fifth. And you thought, all right, this guy's a good player. If he stays healthy, boy, he can really help us for the next two and three years. Yeah. And he has. So I do agree with you that they kind of did go all in. You went out and got Randy Gregory. You got Chase Young. Other than that, I mean, what were you really looking for? A lot of people were down on McKivitz early in the year. And that now in the offseason is where you look at. You look at your offensive line other than Trent Williams, and you think, how do we get that team better so that we can avoid these mistakes deep in the season. Yeah, and and Shanahan did make comments this week about at least fortifying the offensive line. So I I definitely think that's going to get addressed. Uh, Ali in San Ramon. Hey, Ali, what's up? Hey, guys, how's it going? Big fan. Thanks, man. Um, I I wanted to to piggyback on what you guys talked about on the offensive line. And uh, one of the things... Uh, I, I read was there was about nine plays during the Super Bowl where there was a free rusher at Brock Purdy. And now that we have Brock Purdy, who I think is probably one of the better quarterbacks in the league and that what we had in a long time, I think our, our strategy on offensive line has should be focused a little less on run blocking and a little bit more on pass protection because I think we can go back and and uh, I know we our, our play-action pass is, is how we, we get everything going, but uh, if we give a couple more, like even a f- half a second more to Brock Purdy, I think we, we pick up a lot more first downs in that Super Bowl. Ali, I'm just curious to know your thoughts on that. I, I totally agree. I, I, I don't know if you do, Dibs. I, I, this is one thing I wonder about. All right, you're, you're Kyle Shanahan, and yes, you love to run the ball. However, you're also known as, well, quarterbacks perform better with you than they do with anyone else. You once were the OC when Matt Ryan was MVP of the right. NFL. You got right. Matt Schaub a contract. Matt Schaub is a millionaire somewhere. RG3 was Rookie of the Year when you were on the staff. Okay, so, but now you're out here with Jimmy Garoppolo, and you're like, NFC title game, I have an idea, let's throw it eight times. All right, so we all sort of are well-established with the idea that Kyle had some trust issues with Jimmy Garoppolo. Dot, 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 fair. Now you've got Brock Purdy, and you probably should tilt 
a little bit of what you do more toward the pass. Not a lot. You're still going to run the ball a lot. you still got Christian McCaffrey. That's always going to be bread and butter. But you can now be more aggressive in the pass game. And I'd argue with Kyle Shanahan's play calling, they were. But was the team constructed that way? In the offseason, because in the offseason, Kyle's sitting there going, I better call Tom Brady and sign Sam Darnold because I don't even know if this guy's going to be ready this year. So I'm going to continue to build this team as a run-first NFL team, which is rare today. But he builds it that way, and then Brock Purdy backs up last year, finishes fourth in the MVP race. I'd argue, yeah, get an offensive line that is a little bit because they're very good with run blocking. Right, they're not great with pass blocking. They're very middle of the road. I I I would start conceptually to move it more toward pass blocking, not giving up run blocking, but like more well rounded offensive line because the pass game can be a huge weapon for you now as well. It can, but I think conceptually he prefers to have it this way, where he'd rather have good run blockers than good pass blockers if if both things were created equally. And you're not going to be able to go out and find the best, most dominant offensive line. you got to draft these guys, and the, the offensive linemen they've drafted have been mid-round picks, and they've kind of played like it. There's no disrespect to, to Burford and to McKivitz, but these are guys, and Zakel is the guy you drafted in the fifth round, and he's been a depth piece, and Jalen Moore and these other guys, they've just been okay offensive linemen, and I don't know if you can go out there and spend the money to bring in the premier guys because your cap situation is a little bit tight. And I do think that if Kyle had his choice, he would rather have a good run-blocking offensive line than a good pass-blocking line because he likes to go two running backs and a lot of times two tight ends. And I think that he totally. li- I think he prefers that. Until I see otherwise, I'm going to assume that he likes to go with a fullback and use two tight ends a lot and play that style of football. I don't disagree. I just want a, uh, I just want a good offensive line, period. Yeah. It's you know fair. I mean? It doesn't need to just, you know, and I don't think that they were sitting there going, well, we, let's get guys that are only good against the run. Like, that's not and what they were trying to do. This was not a bad offensive line. No, not at all. Not at all. But uh, but an offensive line that is going to be a little bit more buttoned up in terms of creating a couple extra seconds for Brock Purdy because Purdy does very well against the Blitz. We now know the athleticism is there. He can create time. He can do it. But, uh, you know, everybody's going to have a hard time when you got guys running through unblocked. So yeah. that's, that's got to be the focus. Uh, Coach Walk in Richmond. Hey, Coach Walk, what's up? Hey, what's going on, fellas? Long time listener, first time caller. Thanks, man. Thanks, Coach. Right on, right on. So I've uh, I seen a post on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now where uh, Guy Haberman, you guys are familiar with that name, right? We know Guy very well. I uh, love the Haberman. Yeah, so he had a post talking about uh, the replacement D.C. for the 49ers, and it was kind of interesting. Uh, college, he was at UCLA last year, D.C. Before that, he was in the NFL to some capacity. I haven't been able to do the research. But uh, D'Anton Lynn, Coach Anthony Lynn's son, he shot out some PFF grades and everything like that. Go to the post. I don't want to shoot out no no, uh, no stats that I'm going to be wrong with, but just look into it, look into it, and do some research, and then uh, tell me what you think. Can't well, have him, coach. Sorry. Yeah, he, yeah. Lucas is going to come get you, Coach Walk, because he was just named the defensive coordinator at USC no more than nine weeks ago. Um, now, look, when I didn't the, stop Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the NFL calls. The NFL calls. I don't care how. I don't care if you were named the USC defensive coordinator yesterday. But um, he's that, that's a high-profile spot already, knowing that it was a national story how awful USC's defense was. So they, they went out and got him. They're obviously feeling good about him as well. But, but you know, I'll admit, I, I, don't, I don't know a whole lot about him. And he's only had one season as a coordinator yeah. at any level. Yeah. So he had yeah. one year at UCLA, and now SC made Quit him trying to get us off the, off the trail, Lucas. Just because you got him at USC doesn't mean we can't hype him up. It's a clarification sensation. And if you want to know more about why Bronny James shouldn't come out. We can talk SC basketball. 
If you want to talk Please, SC women's know. basketball, yeah. Lindsey Gottlieb and what she's done with the program, we Juju can. Watkins, though. Yeah. 51. Lucas Cameron Alexander and Mark Randy. Big, big, Big Ten fans. Yeah. They love the Big Ten. Look at Wait. them. They're in there with their Big Ten sweatshirts. Way too early top 25, Oregon oh, number three. Pac-12, right. not dead yet. Still uh, got baseball. <laughs> if you haven't, it's weird because the checks aren't clearing. Anyway, oh, uh, if, you, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to Willard and Dibs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you find your fi- uh, favorite podcast. While you're there, check out Morning Roast, all their content, Steiny and Goo, all their content. Uh, we would be so thankful if you would. 888-957-9570. More coming up on the entire situation. And oh, by the way, this is non-Steve Wilkes related. A very interesting comment from national NFL reporter Albert Breer on what the Chiefs defensive staff told him about Brock Purdy. You're going to want to hear this coming up next. Willard and Dibs. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. about my dog. Hey, cut it out. Now, back to Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Splat out. I'm going to start calling you Bobby Fisher. Chess, not checkers. I'm Mark Willard. Knight to Rook 3 on that. <laughs> Man, he's over here. Hey, hey. You're all super positive and cheery and look at me and my girlfriend, kissy, kissy, hug, hug, hug. <laughs> You dropping hammers, bro. You're lucky I stayed to the end of this show. We got a date, okay? It's Valentine's Day. It's yeah. Valentine's Day. Well, what's kind of cool is I'm uh, coming, babe. I'm coming. I knocked I'm, it I'm, out I'm yesterday. I came with the flowers. Are you kidding? Listen to me. My gosh, it's nauseating. Thank you. I came with the kablammy kablow yesterday. <laughs> so today, I come home. I come home a hero. Those flowers are already, they've already been uh, rated as lovely, mm-hmm. and according to sources, my <laughs> lovely spouse supper was blown away and impressed at the gesture, mm-hmm. the card, and you got to include the baby on the card, a couple of goo goo gagas in there. Course. Yeah, don't forget your so kids on Valentine's Day. It's a freebie, day. and little yeah. does she know, I've got something planned for her that she doesn't even know about. Tonight? Tomorrow's my half birthday. Okay. So supper, if you're out there listening... <laughs> You, I mean, you would best, you would best be shopping 55 and a half tomorrow, Mark. Oh, God. I'm halfway home, halfway to 111 tomorrow. Celebrating half birthdays. 55 and a hook tomorrow. I mean. And I understand if you guys don't want to shower me with presents. What are you buying one me each? for Columbus Day? I mean, like, what? Dude, half birthdays are real. What are we doing? We're celebrating half birthdays half around birthdays. here. And I, if you guys all want to go in on a present together, I'll understand. It's just a half birthday. Oh, 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 I got something for you tomorrow. I sure do. Is it a finger? Uh, <laughs> Is it the finger next to the What's index? in the box? Totally. Um, it's Warriors Wednesday. It's brought to you by Freeman's Appliance. Trust the name since 1922. Visit freemansappliance.com today. What would any Willard and Dibs show be without a compliment for the great Brock Purdy? 
What would it be? Now, this is interesting. Albert Breer hanging out. Brock Parity. Yep, Brock Parity is the subject matter. Albert Breer, via the Rich Eisen Show, had a conversation post-game with Steve Spagnuolo and the entire Kansas City defensive staff. And listen to him pass along what they had to say about battling Brock Pierty. On his own, he said, Brock Purdy is really good. When he was referencing why he changed what he was doing in the middle of the game, and they came off of playing so much zone, and they went almost exclusively to playing man coverage, he was like, Purdy was identifying what we were doing and ripping apart our zones. And say we could not stay in that defense because of who Brock Purdy was as a player. So we had to put more in our corners and play more man, man defense and, you know, wound up working out for them. But they were adjusting to what Purdy was doing, mm-hmm. you know, not the other way around. I think that that's really significant and the underbelly of the whole thing is it's not a great look for a certain offensive lineman and b so much talk the last two days about Brandon Ayuk this is not a great look for the 49ers uh skill position players when you say okay we're going to go zone uh-oh this quarterback is picking us apart let's go man can our guys on an island stay with the 49er skill position guys? Well, kind of looked like yes. Right. And a lot of that was because Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy didn't have a ton of time to <clears> throw. <throat> time, and, yeah. You know, the, the pass rush. So you go in man and you've got the five eligible. So you're able to rush six and, you know, keep five back to guard the five. And your six were getting home. And even when you brought five, you were getting home. And that big play that we all talk about when Burford didn't slide to the right, that was a play where you brought six and you broke that one up. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, I do look at it. And I'm, well, the receiver, you know, Juwan Jennings, I thought, had a great game. He had a great game. And uh, there were other players where, I mean, we've detailed two plays. In fact, the two key third and fours. Uh, of the game. If the 49ers convert either, they are probably Super Bowl champions today, and we're just wrapping up the parade. Um, Ayuk was open on both of them. One of them, wide open. Right. But on both of them, Purdy could not get the ball to him, or did not get the ball to him. I don't want to excuse him on the one right after the two-minute warning. He probably could have there. But blitzes slashed missed assignments on the offensive line made it incredibly difficult to where Brock got the ball and it was like, dude, you got to eject. You got to hit the eject button right away. And uh, both times that led to incomplete passes and opened the door for Patrick Mahomes and you don't want to do that. Right, and you can just say it even more simply than that, Spagnola greater than Shanahan in that game, in that second half in no, particular. I don't look at it that he, way. Well, I do because yeah. he changed the scheme. You're getting picked apart. You made the adjustment. You went to more man coverage. You you heated up Brock Peardy, and the Niners didn't make the adjustment. They didn't make the plays, and Spagnola was the one who made the adjustment. They were getting gashed. If McCaffrey doesn't fumble on that opening drive, I think it's seven nothing. Right, but there you go. See I, again, that's what. Well, again, if Daryl Luter Jr. Is, doesn't stagger into the ball, it's all complimentary. So this isn't. This doesn't excuse Kyle Shanahan, but he's only one of the names that you can use. So it's not Spagnolo greater than Shanahan. It's the whole picture. I'm not going to take this away from the Kansas City defensive players either. They made plays. McDuffie, these guys are fantastic in the secondary, and they've been good all year. So the players also have to make the plays. And that doesn't mean the scheme is perfect when they're making plays, and it doesn't mean it stinks when they're not making plays. Spencer Burford went the wrong way. That's I'm sorry. That's, that's forever going to be a fact, and I do not put that on Kyle Shanahan. I just don't. And I think the Niners are up 26-19 to 19 in overtime of the Super Bowl if Spencer Burford doesn't go the wrong way. PAT pending, but I'll allow it okay, for fine. the sake of the conversation. And there's another one that we don't even bring up a lot. PAT. T gets missed. Looter in the wrong spot. Missed assignment here, there. Spagnolo's fantastic. He made an adjustment. Yeah. The 49ers, for the most part, certainly once they got to the fourth quarter, they did what they needed to do to put points on the board, and little mistakes here and there prevented him from doing it. But you even bring up the first quarter. How does this game go differently? 
if instead of ten to three at halftime, it's seventeen to three. Right, and you it got a completely been. different ball game and approach by all the coordinators. And that's what I've said from the outset. My only tweet on X post game was. They lost this game in the first half, and we can nitpick overtime. Should you take the ball? Should you not take the ball? A PAT, a Luter Jr., a Burford, all the rest of it. Purdy missing Ayuk on the third and four and the drive that would have prolonged it, and you could have kicked the game-winning field goal with two seconds left on the clock. All these little things would have been non-factors if you would have handled your business in the first half. And it's more than just the McCaffrey fumble. It's offensively... It's a hundred things. You were dominating in that first half, and you go to the locker room and you're up 10-3, and Kyle didn't use his timeouts. Kyle didn't want the ball back, obviously. So it was a collection of things, and you're up by 7, where you should have been up by 14 at least. That's what Spagnuolo told Albert Breer. Like They only scored 10 points in the first half, but Spagnuolo's like, we got to completely change what we're doing because they're gashing us. But they couldn't score. They didn't score because of because uh, of too many mistakes. Yep. And then the refs. I mean the refs. There you go. There you go. Illegal man downfield. Bosa was held. Oh, Bosa was held. On, we the, can... t- on the two yard run by Mahomes. It's it's very well documented. He got tackled. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So the refs. Jeez. The refs. Yeah. I, no, actually. Save it for the end. No, no, no. It took me three days, but I'm She's there. Buzzer beater. I, I'm there. The, the refs cost the 49ers a Super Bowl. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Are we ready to go? All right. It's Warriors Live time. Grandy's waving because he's like, my ball. Totally. Pass me the ball. Because what's coming up in the game is brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. And it is none other than Grandy with Warriors Live ahead of Warriors and the Kawhi-less, Bones Highland-less. Who's the other one? Who else is out? B.J. Tucker. B.J. Tucker-less. Los Angeles Clippers, which Steve Kerr hates, but hopefully the Warriors will survive. You want to do it again tomorrow? Totally. Let's do it again tomorrow. For Dibs, for Granny, for Lucas, I'm Mark. Shoot your shot. It's all you got. Babe, I'm coming. I came with the kablammy kablow yesterday. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.